2: Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how today's episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you so today we have schedule release day the nfl is trying so hard to make this a thing they have a whole show and yet the entire schedule is leaked before that show even starts and i who cares because no one watches that show anyway we're going to talk about the Packer schedule. Of course we are. Um, and then, you know, we had Ty Dunn on yesterday. I know that 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 show was not necessarily going to be everyone's favorite show. Some people are are just always going to be predisposed to say, hey, look, I don't want to hear from Ty Dunn. So, you know, look, if, if that show, if you were not interested in that show, I get it. We're going to go right from the people who I think uh, you, you do want to hear from. Um, we have ha- heard from John Kuhn this week. We've heard from James Jones this week. We've heard from Devontae Adams this week. And we've heard from Ian Rappaport a couple times. My guess is most of you do not want to hear from Adam Schefter, maybe ever again, <laughs> when the news broke that the Packers signed Blake Bortles, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. Um, I, I, there were a lot of Packer fans I saw making snarky uh, replies uh, in in my Twitter feed. So let's get to the schedule. The schedule is manageable, it's workable, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, if you have Aaron Rodgers, this is a team that can go to a Super Bowl again. If you have Jordan Love, um, it becomes much more difficult. Just big picture, off the top, uh, the, the, the good news is half of the most difficult games, at least in my opinion, um, especially the road games, are AFC games. And sometimes you get lucky that you're tough, you know, you, you play that AFC division and you get the two best teams in that division at home and you get the two worst uh, teams in that division on the road. That's not really what's going on here. And and part of that is because the Packers get that extra game, that 17th game and they get the Chiefs and they got to go to Kansas City in week 9. That is in the middle of a very difficult stretch. I want to talk about that in a second. So they have to go to Kansas City. They have to go to Baltimore. Two Baltimore is at the end of the season. Uh, week 15, I believe. So if you lose those games, mm, it's not that big a deal. Like it, it matters because wins and losses matter. But divisional tiebreakers, conference record, those things matter more in the playoff race. And when there's only one number one seed that matters even more that your losses are to AFC teams. And so, okay, now where could the NFC losses be? If we're just talking about road games, and I always want to start there because those are always going to be more difficult. Week one at New Orleans, look, if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, I'm going to pick Green Bay. Now the betonline.ag line for that game is Saints minus three. Um, So they're they're three-point favorites in that game. Uh, I don't, I don't get that. Um, unless you think Jameis Winston and/or Taysom Hill is not really a downgrade from uh, what what they had last year, and I don't buy that, especially Week One, especially Week One. Unless you think Sean Payton is just going to pull out every Taysom Hill trick play that he can possibly think of, and maybe he will. Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I would pick Green Bay in that game. They do in Week Three have to go to San Francisco. Now, I think it's a good time. To play San Francisco early in the season because if Trey Lance wins the job, you're facing a rookie, and if not, this is a team that was really banged up last year. They're still going to be finding their footing. What how what is Jimmy G's mental state going to be if Trey Lance goes out and balls out in the preseason? But you know they, they decide to keep rolling with Jimmy G. Where is you know the the health status of Nick Bosa, George Kittle? Where what is their readiness to play? The, the first month of the season is often like preseason. So, you know, how much how much does that factor in here? I think catching the 49ers early again, this is all this with the caveat that I think the Packers are going to get this worked out with Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, so does the NFL, because there are multiple primetime games. Um, they start the season America's game of the week, a bunch of late afternoon slots, and they play the Browns on Christmas, Christmas Saturday. Um, So that's going to be a national TV game as well. From that standpoint, I like catching the 49ers early. So they do have to go to Arizona on a Thursday night. That's going to be tough. The good news is they play the Chiefs the following week in Kansas City, and they get the mini buy for that. So if you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to do that, um, you know, to beat the Chiefs, Having the mini-buy is a good chance, and and I don't think the Cardinals are going to be as good as some people are going to say they are. I mean, I, they added some talent for sure, but the offensive line is still a mess. I still think the secondary is a bit of a mess, so I'm not ready to just be like, oh, that's a loss, but that's going to be a tough game on a short week to go You know, halfway across the country. I think that's going to be asking a lot. The end of the slate, they don't have the buy until late in the season, week 13 buy. So the the problem is normally I would say that's good. I think a late buy is better than an early buy. Um, you certainly don't want that like week five buy. You know eight through twelve is kind of the sweet spot there. But they've got a they've got a difficult stretch here. Starting in week six, you go at Chicago, home for Washington, at Arizona, at KC, home for Seattle, at Minnesota. Home for the Rams before you you go on your bye. Now, I think you have to feel pretty good about those home games. The Packers have owned Seattle, and we just saw them really handle the Rams. Um, obviously, Aaron Donald hurt in that game. Um, Matthew Stafford did not play in that game. Um, but getting that game at home, I think, is a big is a big win for you and having it late in the season is also, you know, a big win. You know, that's probably going to be a cold weather game. It certainly will not be a warm weather game, and I think that plays to Green Bay's strengths. So that middle stretch, that middle stretch is tough, but they open the season with a winnable slate. At New Orleans, I think that's a winnable game. Home for Detroit, That's got to be your layup. Your home opener against a Lions team that is really not very good. I think this is the easiest game on the schedule. Week two, your home opener, the Lions. It's almost a waste of a home opener because we're probably going to have fans. And you're probably going to be really hyped for this if you're the Packers. And you can just go beat the Lions by 30. Yeah, I mean, it's going to give you some confidence heading into that game with San Francisco. Then you you have Niners. Home for the Steelers, who I I just... I mean, I think they're going to be a fine team, a good team. They're going to compete for the playoffs. But at home, that's a game you should win. Again, assuming Aaron Rodgers, go at Cincy, uh, and then you start that, that tough stretch before the bye. So if you come out of you know, week five and you start that tough stretch four and one, well, now you're in a good position. Win your home games, steal one, you know, beat the Bears in Chicago. They usually do. Beat Minnesota in Minnesota. You usually do. Now, if you come out of that difficult stretch with only one or two losses, you're in a really good position to finish up the season. When you're home for Chicago, you have to go at Baltimore. You're home for Cleveland. That's going to be a tough game. But national TV, uh, you know, against the Browns, still, even if you lose it, again, AFC team, Green Bay is going to be favored. Home for Minnesota at Detroit. That's a, nice, that's a nice finish to your season. And, you know, that 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 week 18 game at Detroit might not mean anything. You might not have to play anybody. So, you know, it, you, you, you mitigate the impact of the schedule when that's the case. So the schedule, look, we don't, we don't know a lot right now about the Green Bay organization, about the roster, about really who's playing quarterback. I continue to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. And if he is, this is a team that will once again compete for the Super Bowl. I do not think the schedule is going to be an impediment to that. That middle stretch is going to be tough. It was tough last year, and they won some games that maybe you thought they'd lose. You know, they they looked bad in that Tampa Bay game. It, it, it's going to happen, but this is a workable schedule for them. They can be a top two, top three seed in the NFC once again, and they can make a Super Bowl run. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Dealing with buying car parts is a pain, it's a hassle, and you're probably going to get overcharged. And guess what? The worst part is you're probably not even going to know because you don't know what these parts are supposed to cost. And just because you're a regular person and not a professional, you may get charged even more rock auto does not do that this is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts, go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. So, there has not been news, really, on the Aaron Rodgers front, and maybe that means something. The fact that there is there is no longer negotiating in the media, maybe that lends credence to what Adam Schefter said, that, the, that Aaron Rodgers and his camp really didn't want this out, and that some cooler heads have maybe prevailed. The reporting has not changed that much. Okay? Now if you if you listen to the plugged in insiders, you know, you'll you'll get different responses on how this works depending on where those people work. <laughs> but Ian Rappaport has been pretty consistent on this. The the relationship is fractured. But not unfixable. Here, here he was uh, earlier this week reporting a a pretty big uh, contractual bit of news.
0: Yeah, well, with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are basically where they have been. I would say over the last several weeks, uh, they are not anywhere. Uh, they are not in a good place. They are not happy with each other. And the Packers have done a lot of different things to try to make Aaron Rodgers happy, to try to get him to kind of come back to them a little bit. They've made a significant long-term contract extension offer, and the two sides have been negotiating, so it's not like they've just been talking to themselves here. There certainly has been some engagement from Rodgers' side. Uh, we know, and something that Mike Garofalo reported uh, last week, that Rodgers has talked to several different Different players about joining him somewhere else. However, of course, as we know, the Packers have zero plans whatsoever to trade him. The real question, Tom, is can the two sides come together, agree on a contract extension that makes everyone happy, and move forward? If you listen to sort of friends of Rodgers like James Jones on our network, nothing has been ruled out, and coming together and working it out is still on the table. We'll just see if they can do it in time to where it kind of means something this spring.
2: So, if it is the case that the packers and rodgers are working on some kind of extension then it's also true that some of the stuff that we've heard from you know the the surrogates from rodgers is this isn't about a contract well it is and it isn't right the packers want to move money they want to they want to commit to rodgers rodgers wants that commitment so maybe it's not about making the most money i mean i can buy that rodgers is not going Hey, I need I need the top of market money. It's it's probably, I'm guessing, um, reading between the lines here, that what he wants is that security. Hey, you know, commit to me. Commit to me. It doesn't have to be 50 million a year, but like, let's do it for three years, four years, and and do it that way. I think that's reasonable. Rappaport later went on the Pat McAfee show and said, You know, the the Packers have offered a sizable new deal. Um, Bob McGinn reported earlier in the week that the Packers have offered to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. Rappaport said, look, that may be true, but the way that the Packers structure these contracts may not be palatable for David Dunn and Aaron Rodgers. That, you know, maybe there's all of this money, but it's really only a two-year deal or it's really only a three-year deal. Now, I, I think that could work. If you give him a huge amount of money um, and then add some void years or something like that to make this all make sense, maybe that's what you do. Or maybe you do the Tom Brady and, you know, you you sign some sort of extension where, you know, there's a there's a lot of money in it, but it's a short term deal. And you just go, okay, we know that this is, you know, there's there's an, an expiration date on this. Now, for Brady, it may be retirement. Maybe it's not. It sounds like. This is workable. Listen to what James Jones said earlier in the week about how this is all going.
1: Man, I don't, I don't think he leaves that place. And and I definitely don't think he's going to hold out. He's just not that guy. You know what I mean? He loves his teammates. He loves being out there on the field with him. I can't see him holding out. That's why, you know, Hey, my glass is definitely more than half full. I think we'll see Aaron back soon.
2: Remember, this is someone close to Aaron Rodgers, someone close to Aaron Rodgers, And you know, he's not going to hold out. He's not going to skip training camp. Okay. Well then what are we doing here? What are we doing? What does he need? And I think what we got was some sort of hint at that from John Kuhn, who we'd heard from earlier in the week when he said he thinks that this can all get done. Here is John Kuhn on the aforementioned Pat McAfee show.
1: Well, I think just generally speaking, nobody really knows. Nobody really knows except for Aaron and uh, and the organization as to where they actually stand in this timeline. I know for me personally, I know just enough information to get myself in trouble between talking with Aaron, living here in Green Bay and still being employed uh, with the Green Bay Packers. So I know just enough to really uh, get me. So I got to watch a lot of the stuff that I say here. Well, what I was really getting at last week is speaking from myself and and knowing just kind of the situation and where we're at right now. I do believe there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers come back. I think it's a decent chance that Aaron Rodgers comes back. And really, this whole thing is going to come down to communication for us. Can they can they make him feel the love? Right, like Jerry Maguire. Let me feel the love. And some of that is probably going to be show him the money, and some of that is probably going to be contract but he needs to feel the love. He needs to feel uh, a certain type of way right now. for whatever reason, he just hasn't felt that way in quite some time.
2: Okay. The Packers need to make Aaron feel the love, to feel the love, feel appreciated, feel wanted. And that's all any of us really wants, isn't it? To feel wanted. This is about saying, I want the respect. I want the respect. I need. I need assurances that you care about me, that you love me. <laughs> no, that that you want me to be your quarterback. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live month to month with you in this apartment. We're you're gonna sign a six month lease. We're gonna sign a year lease, and after that, then we can figure it out. But I'm not going month to month, and I need a contract that reflects that. So I think it can be the case. When you hear people say this isn't about the contract, it's not that Rogers is demanding a raise. I don't I don't think that's true. I don't think he's holding out for more money. I think what he's asking for is assurances and saying, look, I want to be a part of this. I want better communication and I want you to commit to me. And I don't think that's an unreasonable standpoint. Absolutely at all. If you listen to Devonte Adams tell it there's just, you know, they just got to figure some things out and, and it's all going to be good. Here's Devontae Adams on Colin
1: Cowherd's show earlier in the week. We talked a little bit. It's been, um, you know, a lot is still being, uh, you know, figured out on his end. So it's tough for me to, to get into specifics and, and speak on it. Um, honestly, I would love to. Um, can't wait to I can just get on here and tell you that he's back and we're, you know, we're back running, doing our thing that we've been doing. Um, but for now, it's just, you know, you got to iron out a few things and then, um, you know, hopefully I'll be back on the show. We'll be celebrating.
2: So maybe that's underplaying it. Devontae also said that, you know, if Rodgers isn't back, then then he'd have to think a little extra hard about, you know, his future in Green Bay. Didn't say, you know, I'm out, but just was like, you know, look, I would have to think about it if my guy's not there. And that's a, a totally reasonable position to be in as well. So I don't, I don't think we should overreact to that either. If he wants the DeAndre Hopkins deal, uh, I, I don't think Green Bay is in a position to give it to him anyway. I mean, I think in order to re-sign Devontae at a number that is palatable for Green Bay, they probably need Aaron Rodgers because that could incentivize Devontae Adams to say, I'll take a little less than maybe I otherwise would to, to, to so I can play with Aaron. Otherwise, I'm out and I'm going to get the most money that I can from whatever team that can give it to me. What all this is, and the reason I'm bringing this all up, is because... This is a little bit like politics where, you know, we might not be hearing directly from the politician, but we are hearing from his surrogates and not all of them have the talking points directly from the guy, but they're essentially blessed by the by um, the political person to speak on their behalf And whether that is direct or indirect is sometimes unclear. But I think that's what, especially when you said, I talked to Aaron. I talked to Aaron. These guys who we're hearing from, especially the former players, they have close enough relationships to know that if they go out there and say something or relay something that is not the truth about how Aaron Rodgers is feeling or what he wants, that he is going to be pissed. He's going to be pissed. And we know the guy holds grudges. So why would they do that? Why would they uh, obfuscate the truth about all of this? This is why I continue to believe that not only is this salvageable, not only is this reconcilable, that it will be reconciled. It will be salvaged. And Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Green Bay Packers in week one. You can bet on it. Uh, I would I would suggest betting on it because it's going to happen. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers in Week One against the New Orleans Saints, and this is all going to seem very quaint in retrospect. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Plus, the NBA, the NHL. We've still got horse racing. Two more legs of the Triple Crown before the next pitch. Before the next tip-off, before the next race, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as these teams in the NBA prep for a playoff run, as teams in baseball try and really get things going. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus just for being a locked-on listener. You put money in. Use the promo code Locked On and they will match it up to fifty percent at Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. So, some people got a little bit in a tizzy yesterday when the Packers signed Blake Bortles. Bortles. And I understand Blake Bortles, uh, famous character from The Good Place, uh, was a starter in Jacksonville and took that team to an AFC Championship game, went into Pittsburgh and demolished the Steelers, and then became a laughingstock. Last year, he was a practice squad quarterback. He was a backup to Jared Goff in LA. This move is so you can have a productive OTAs, mini camps, and even training camp if your star quarterback decides he's not going to show up. And I do think this should be taken as a sign that the Packers do not expect Aaron Rodgers to be there. And if he is there, you can cut him. It's not It's not hard. And it's not going to cost basically anything. They can sign him for the veteran minimum. And he's someone who obviously has experience with Nathaniel Hackett in Jacksonville and knows this system from the time he spent in L.A. with Sean McVay. He knows the verbiage. He knows the checks. He can run one of the team's in practice when you're trying to figure out who's going to make the team and who's not if you have to bring in a random if you have to bring in a guy off the street how is that productive for you because he's not going to make your roster if Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love are healthy in week 1 they're the only two quarterbacks you're going to have so this is not an audition this is someone I mean this is this is the definition of a camp arm this is the definition of hey just come in and be a body for us And he's a high-level body in that way because he does know the offense. And he has a pre-existing relationship with um, the offensive coordinator. But everyone knows what this is. Jordan Love knows what this is. This is not competition to be the backup. This guy's not going to be on the team in six months. He is going to be there to run a productive camp, to give you good looks at the receivers on your team, the tight ends on your team, the running backs on your team, the offensive linemen on your team, because he knows what to do. And that has value. If Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there, you're going to give most of the snaps to Jordan Love and you want those remaining snaps to still be useful, to still get your undrafted free agents some reps, to still get your young players some quality reps. That's all this is. That's all this is. I don't think we need to overreact to it. Now, I will say, I have actually seen more don't overreact to this. Takes than I saw overreactions. Okay, so this is one of those things where everyone says, "Hey, it's not a big deal." I see people making it a big deal, and and maybe like four people made it a big deal. I don't think it is a big deal, and I don't I don't know that there are broad swaths of Packers Twitter or Packers fans who are going to make this a big deal. I ha- I haven't seen you know national media making this a big deal. I don't think this has anything to do with the future of Aaron Rodgers. If for no other reason than Blake Bortles is not a bridge quarterback,
1: Bortles.
2: he's just not and if you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play for your team this year and you you know he's either going to sit or you're going to you're going to trade him you're going to trade him to Denver and you're going to get Teddy Bridgewater back or you're going to trade him to to the the Raiders and you're going to get Derek Carr back Lake Bortles Bortles is just not a factor. He's just not on anyone's radar. And he's not a threat to Jordan Love in any way. Because they're not going to they're not going to add an extra quarterback just to have on the roster. If Rodgers and Love are there, that's it. That's all there's going to be. There's just too many guys. It's too important. And and hopefully, you know, we're able to get through a relatively normal season. COVID is not a major factor. I think we're still going to have some protocols and we're still going to have some guys sit out um, because of COVID. You hope as many guys as possible get vaccinated. The Packers have been, been encouraging their guys to do that. We haven't really heard from anyone. Where, you know, guys aren't out there. Like your, your Instagram feed is probably full of your friends. Who are like, hey, just got vaccinated? You were not really seeing that from athletes, Um, and and maybe it's because some of them aren't getting vaccinated. We're hearing in baseball, a lot of those guys are. Um, In the NFL, they've incentivized it, so we'll see how that plays out. But um, Blake Bortles is a name you know. He is not going to be a name that matters in August, September, October. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Send me your questions. We'll do a mailbag. you know Aaron Rodgers I guess if you want to talk about that I don't know what what we could talk about that that we haven't already discussed but you know there there are I guess things that that we could talk about I don't know send me your questions and 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 we'll try and answer them as best we can today's episode is brought to you by my other podcast Locked On Today get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts Send me those questions. You can send them to me on Twitter. At Peter underscore Bukowski or at Locked on Packers, where you can also follow me. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. I said that, but you can also send your questions there as well. Subscribe on the all new Odyssey app. It is very easy to use. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline for a show just like tomorrow, where we'll answer your questions, you can do that 920 341 3775 to stay. Locked on Packers.